ML Nation, episode 141. That the minute that you think you're there, unfortunately, you're done. And so to me, it's on a daily basis, not get caught up on the pin, the hype or anything else. It's okay, who else can I help? You know, who, whose lives can I touch today? If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. This episode is brought to you by Networking Times. Networking Times is a bi-monthly educational journal that helps MLM professionals build the right skills and mindset to become successful. It's also a very useful prospecting tool. Aside from MLM skills, you also learn entrepreneurship, financial literacy, personal professional development, sustainable business practices, transformation of positive thinking programs, conscious capitalism, and much more. So why do I recommend Networking Times? It's because Networking Times helped me build a six-figure residual income MLM business that still pays me today, even though I'm retired from building and no longer active. I still remember the days when I used to live in Santa Monica and when I'd go out to eat lunch by myself and I'd read each issue cover to cover once they came in. In fact, the journal was so good that I later went out and bought every single past issue ever published so I could have them all in my library. Networking Times is something I highly recommend every MLM distributor should check out. And the best part is they now have a free trial subscriptions where you can access the content online. So just go to MLMNation.net forward slash times. So again, go to MLMNation.net forward slash times and go check out the valuable training today. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chet and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Phil Moser. Phil, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, sir, I am. Absolutely. Phil Moser was an immigrant who joined the U.S. Air Force, where he served for 11 years, including Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Phil's life changed forever when he discovered network marketing 25 years ago. Thanks to MLM, he now lives the American dream. Phil has been a top earner in all three of the companies he's been with. In his current company, he reached the rank of regional vice president in just two years. Phil, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well, Simon, uh, number one, what an honor it is to be interviewed by you. You're a legend in the industry yourself, and uh, thank you very much for for this. And and uh, it's really simple, Simon. I mean, ultimately, I uh, came to this country, immigrated in 1980-81 uh, to the U.S. to pursue the American dream from Europe and uh, was in the military station uh, at Homestead Air Force Base outside of Miami and uh, was going to a gym because I was living off base. And there was a gentleman there, Simon, that, you know, came to the gym with a Rolex on. And I, I'll be honest with you, Simon, I thought it was the most hilarious thing, you know, that I'd have ever seen. But over time, you know, and, and then he had a huge ring on as well. And I was intrigued. And one day I finally just had the courage. I approached him and I said, sir, I got to ask you, you know, what do you do? And he says, well, you know, if you're really interested, you know, come over to my house Wednesday night at seven and we're doing a business overview. Now, this is Miami, right? This is the 80s. This is Miami. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? Well, fast forward, I go 
and um, ended up being a gentleman by the name of Tim Foley that everybody is very familiar with. Used to play for the Miami Dolphins in 1970. And the ring he had on was the Super Bowl ring from the champion, uh, you know, undefeated um, Miami Dolphins. And shared with me the opportunity, along with a group of about 25, 30 people, of network marketing with a product company those many years ago. And to be honest with you, Simon, never had done anything but like this before, never had heard of anything like that before. But I saw that he and the people there had a lifestyle that I wanted, and they talked about time and financial freedom, and that was my uh, exposure to network marketing all those years ago. So you joined, you saw that big ring, you saw the opportunity, you joined right away? Actually, I did. I didn't know what I didn't know, um, you know, and nobody had ever given me any bad, uh, you know, Simon, here's the way I tell people didn't know enough or hadn't had any negative exposure to network marketing. So I just, you know, pulled up to a house of an individual that was extremely successful. And I said, well, wait a minute. You know, he's very well known. He owned gyms uh, in the Miami area. You know, he had a Super Bowl ring on. Everybody knew and respected him. And I figured, well, this is legal. It's legit. And if he's making money, I'm in. So, yeah, I, I mean, that same night, not having any experience, background or anything, I signed up that very same night. Yes, sir. That is very cool. And for those who are too young to know, that the Miami Dolphins team, I think that's the only undefeated team in NFL history, right? Yes, sir, that is. So still over like 75 years, it's 50 years of the Super Bowl, where it's the only undefeated team yes, in sir. NFL history. So that is really, really cool. So you got started. Uh, how old were you back then? Well, I was 24 years old and uh, when I looked at the industry. And um, so you, did you have success right away? <laughs> far from it Simon oh my goodness um I think the first three four years was uh well I don't think in retrospect it, it was just a learning curve you know we tell people now is is you know be teachable and coachable and be willing to go through the learning curve and and I had a heck of a learning curve first three four years in the industry uh was difficult and just because of my military background I, I just was too uh, too arrogant, I guess, maybe, or, or just too prideful to quit, Simon. And so to me, as people said no, it just would just fuel my fire even more. And so to be honest with you, at least the first two, three years, uh, it, it was an outright failure. So what I tell people is we failed our way to success. So what would, uh, when you say failure, what happened? Did you sponsor anyone or people ridiculing you? What did you experience? Well, that's a great question, Simon. First of all, it was, you know, I'm, I'm a sergeant in the military at that time. So as you can well imagine, very structured, very focused and and very driven. And when people got in. So, yes, we did sponsor some people in. And um, but here's what happened is I, I proceeded to be the drill sergeant and I was telling people what to do, hmm. you know, like I did in the Air Force. Well, you and I know that doesn't go over very well. And so there was a learning curve there because. I realized that it's a volunteer army and, and uh, these individuals don't necessarily want to follow you, um, you know, or they don't need to follow you. They, it's, they have to want to follow you. And it's based on your example. So it wasn't a lot of rejection um, because it was, it was interesting. Of course, I had some individuals that said, oh, my God, Phil, what do you think? You know, you're an immigrant. You don't have a college degree. You don't this. You don't that. You don't this. You don't that. I just didn't hear all of that noise. And, um, you know, so we did get some rejection. And what we dealt with more than anything else, Simon, is people getting in and quitting. 
I think that was the hardest thing for me. I, I And they didn't quit. I blew them out. You know, my attitude was so bad in the sense where I was telling so busy people, uh, telling people what to do, that people were getting in and then quitting faster than I could put the next person in. <laughs> You know, so that was our biggest challenge. And, uh, you know, over time learned that this is a people business, not a product or a service business. Started working on myself. And that that was where we we turned the corner. And you eventually became one of the top earners, a diamond uh, in that company. So what was the major aha moment, Uh, whether it was in that company or later on, like a major kind of got a light bulb moment that you got it, and then things really took off. You went from struggling, failing for two to three years and really exploding and take off. Uh, you know what, Simon, for me, quite candidly, and I think since you've interviewed so many other leaders, you're going to be familiar with this answer, is I kept looking at all the individuals that were more successful than me and, and looking at them and going, oh, that's why they're successful. And what I did is I was beating myself up. You know, I started believing what some people were telling me, oh, you're just an immigrant and you're just a sergeant in the Air Force and blah, blah, blah. What do you think? You know, what What makes you think you're going to be there? Look at Tim Foley, you know, Miami Dolphins, and look at Carlos Marin and, you know, successful business owner and all these individuals I was around. And Simon, what I had to overcome with is for me is my belief in myself. And the aha moment was uh, sitting there at a major event and uh, for, for the, um, you know, the previous company in, in, in Amway many, many years ago. And they, they had a yearly function called the Free Enterprise, and it was 25,000, 30,000 people in attendance at the Charlotte Arena. And I'll never forget it like if it was yesterday. You know, got up there on a wing and a prayer, broke as broke could be, frustrated, you know, two, three years in the business. And I watched this parade of individuals that were, um, I think they were called pearls or emeralds at the time, which is one of the leadership levels, go across stage. And I got to tell you, Simon, not disrespectfully, but some of those people didn't look like they could chew gum and walk at the same time. Hmm. And I don't, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but here's what happened. I started realizing if these individuals could do it, you know, that it had to do with something a whole lot more than, than you know, just my lack of belief. And so what happened, the aha moment is I saw other people succeeding that necessarily were not sharper than me, more well-spoken than me harder working than me or anything else. And I just said, okay, wait a minute. If they can do it, so can I. And that was a turning point for me. Hmm. Really, really important. So it's just attending these events and being around, putting yourself in situations where you're around with other successful people. That's one of the keys to increasing your belief, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. And that is very crucial to do because that definitely, it's contagious being around that you know, versus the negative influences we deal with on a day-to-day basis, yes. Now, let's go back. You talked about uh, you were like the military guy, hardcore. You would tell people what to do, and you basically turn people off. And So you changed. So what would you, what would you advise people to do? If, for those who have your personality, want to tell people, they get frustrated, tell. What did you do instead, instead of telling them what to do? You know what I decided to do, Simon, is uh, just become the example. Let the actions that I took uh, speak so loudly, and you've heard this before, like what I do speak so loudly that what I say you cannot hear. And what I realized that in this business is that people wanted to be led, but they didn't want to be told what to do. They wanted to be shown what to do. Big difference. Would you agree? Definitely. You know, and so for me, I started realizing that in order for people to step up, I had to step up. 
And so the big paradigm shift for me, Simon, was very simply moving forward myself, staying in phase one, bringing new people in, taprooting, doing all the things that you and I learn in this business, and just being the example and helping other people for where they were at, accepting them for where they were, seeing them as what they could be, but just accepting them where they were at and just running through the living rooms as quickly as possible, developing depth, always bringing new people to the plate. And what I found over time is when you create that momentum, here's what I tell people. It's like going down a dirt road. I know you and I have done it before. And you know how you go down a dirt road and it kicks up a whole bunch of dust, right? Yeah. You know, but here's the reality. You know, when you get off the road and you get back onto the, the you know, the, uh, the cement or the paved road, you notice how there's a thin film of dust that's attached to your car, right? Yep. And here's what's interesting. 75, 80, 90% of the dust that you kicked up going down that dirt road fell back onto the ground and the rest, a thin, thin layer stuck to the car. Well, that's what I decided to do. And I said, I decided to be that car, put the pedal to the metal, fly down that dirt road, go so quickly. And then at the end, just look at what was attached and what was there and just start working with those individuals versus trying to push everybody to do something that they were not ready to do. That is really good analogy, the dust. You know, I've interviewed over 140 people, and I've been MLM. That's the first time I heard that story, like an analogy. Just go as fast, create all this dust and dirt, and see what sticks, right? Yes, sir, and work with that. You know, that right there gives you your base, and those are the ones that are going to go along for the ride with you. And uh, that's it. That was it, the turning point. Yeah, I love, you. I love the fact, Phil, you're sharing that. I think one of the major things that people quit is uh, even – you know, people quickly can't sponsor, and then some people sponsor a little bit, and then they quit because their downlines don't do much. And I think yeah, I did this too myself, where I would tell people, "Come on, sponsor more, sponsor, sponsor." <laughs> You're trying to whip them, sponsor, sponsor, right? And then like people don't do anything. If anything, they quit because they can't stand you anymore, right? Yes, and sir. it's really about like what you said, like leading by example, show them what to do, like. ML Nation, if your downlinks are not sponsoring, what you need to do is do what Phil just shared. Go sponsor some people. Right? When you when your team sees you leading by example, like what Phil shared, sponsoring, working, training people, they want to be led. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to be shown what to do. And that's really, and then if some of the people may not do it, then you know, they're like the dust that Phil talked about. They just settle. They just they didn't pick up a stick to the car. But lead by example and the one there are maybe a couple with a few like 10 20 percent they follow they see that get inspired those are the people you work with so thank you for sharing that phil i think because most people have a myth that it's duplication that everyone's going to duplicate but the reality is most of the distributors they're going to be end up like the dust that never sticks to the car yes sir that is absolutely correct unfortunately you know that is that is the truth yes what would you consider to be your and you've achieved so much and i Really want to know, what would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing? Oof. Wow, that's a loaded question, Simon. Um, I'm just going to be very candid with you. I've, I've, I've gone through a transformation of late, and, and let me share with you what happened. Um, 2013, my son and I are avid sports individuals. We race cars. We race motorcycles. Uh, we do a lot of things that, that network marketing allows us to do and that lifestyle. Um, and we were coming back, we had a place in Philadelphia and we were coming back from the Spider-Man movie that I had just, uh, released and on the way back on our, our you know, on our, um, 
you know, speed bikes, uh, just, you know, machines that, you know, go 180 miles an hour. And we've done it, you know, more than a few times. We're coming back over the uh, Ben Franklin Bridge from New Jersey into Philly. And lo and behold, the car switches two lanes, wipes both my son and I out. Um, he's laying on the freeway. And uh, I went under a semi. And by the grace of God, uh, somehow or another, uh, the you know motorcycle was run, uh, run over by the trailer. And I slid over all the way into the emergency lane. And the reason I shared that with you, it was an aha moment. And here's what I mean by that. Had gotten, uh, had had great success in network marketing. And, um, but what I found is I had an aha moment and here's what it was, is if that was it, what have I done? What did my life really stand for? You know, was driving, uh, you know, a few different uh, high-end Audis, had motorcycles, had vacations, had money in the bank. And uh, was looking there at my son laying on the freeway, couldn't get to him. Thank God he was a, he was okay. I was fine as well, and we recovered. But here's what came away from that moment, Simon, is this for me, went from going from success to significance. And, and here's what I mean by that. It was success, I feel, in, in anything you do, but especially in network marketing. You have a lot of individuals that have success and get very full of themselves. Uh, they talk about what I have and, and what I, you know, my account and my car and my house. And, and you see them do the, the wave from stage and they forget that we're in the people helping people business and they forget and they have their 15 seconds of fame and all of a sudden, or they put a, get a pin on and they actually believe they've, they, they are somebody. And, and I don't mean to take this away from everybody, but for me, I believe that at a certain point in this industry, your responsibility is to bless and touch other people's lives and to empower them to achieve their God-given full potential, you know. And, and so for me, the aha moment was, if today was my last day, what would be said of me? And I was very disappointed. And for the next four to six weeks, I mean, I really had to dig deep and go, you know, are you going to be determined by the cars you drive, the bank account, the house you live in, or the multiple houses you live in? And and a lot of stuff, or are you about, you know, empowering other people to achieve their full God-given potential? And so success for me was self-serving significance is helping others, serving others. And from there, it changed my life. I became a John Maxwell certified coach and trainer. A lot of changes happened in my life because I was focused on leaving a legacy, not just leaving a bank account or a car or anything else. And and that was my aha moment that happened in 2013 after having been in the industry over 20 years and finally getting the real responsibility of leadership, which is developing the next generation or the next level of leaders. So what would you consider the, the proud moment, the, the fact that you had the realization or you've seen so you've helped so many people become successful? What is that and proud that moment? The proud moment is, and if you take a look at a Facebook post that I put today, my proud moment is helping other people achieve. So just got uh, you know the email from the company that were invited to the 2015 Top Producers Banquet here um, you know, next month, but two of our people got invitations to that, you know, uh, got recognized for the last quarter for being you know one of the top RVPs in the company, number two RD, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm even excited, more excited is we have three of the top te- uh, top producers at the team coordinator category, the top 50 on our team. And so for me now, it's I love when our people get recognized. I love when our people win because to me, I know we're doing something right. I'm not sitting there on the throne 
looking down at the minions, no disrespect, but I just, I get so excited seeing other people achieve the success that they so deserve. They so hard work for. And that to me is the aha moments is that's more fulfilling to be honest with you, Simon, than anything else is watching other people achieve their goals and dreams because you had the opportunity to intersect in their lives at a certain point in time, locked arms with them and watching them win. Mm, it all goes back to your legacy you're creating, helping others. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, it's very inspiring you share that story. And thank you for sharing that personal story about the bike wipeout. And um, it's kind of like your conversation with God or whoever spiritual being you believe in. Yes, and, sir. And especially like in this, uh, in almost any business, especially in this network marketing, a lot of times people get too caught up with themselves, right? Yes. And uh, you just share a tremendous amount of experience. Uh, really, it's what life, what is a successful life? It's not just about money. And but in, in network marketing, sometimes you do get a lot of hype. You have like the bling bling and all that stuff because that's part, you know, the good or bad. It's you know, it's been kind of attached to business, uh, and you get a lot of recognition when you get to the top. So how do you stay grounded? Because uh, you're very, you, when, you know, even when we first talk, you're a very very humble individual. How do you stay grounded so that you remember it's not you? <laughs> you know what, Simon? And if you don't mind, I I love sharing stories because I think people relate to stories and. The story of how I stay grounded, and I'll give you an example. 2012, I had the honor of being featured in the in the company uh, that I was with at the time uh, on the cover of Success From Home magazine. And then 2013, they did a two-page article in it. And as you well know, you know that gets featured, and, and it's on newsstands, the corporate one. And to be featured inside, a lot of people don't understand, is actually more, um, more of an honor than on the cover. And... Um, you know, and I, I remember calling my mom, Simon, and saying, oh, my God, you know, this immigrant, blah, blah, blah. And mom, look, I made it. And my mom in, in just her very, you know, I come from a very humble average family in the south of France and raised in Corsica. And uh, my mom just said, oh, so you're big time now, huh? And it was just complete silence. And here's what she told me, Simon. She says, Philippe, don't forget where you came from. You know, as much as people love you and, and, and respect you and are going to give you accolades for that, just remember just as quickly the tide can turn. And she says, just remember who you, where you come from. And for me, Simon, all it is is, is I have learned to, you know, from the bling that I have to the cars that I drive to the lifestyle that I've been blessed with to being featured, you know, multiple times in success from home, I realize that that's, you know, it's not who I am. You know, it's recognition for what I've done, but it is not who I am. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm just an, I, I'm really honestly an average individual that has been given an above average opportunity that was humble enough to be teachable and coachable, that had a massive work ethic, you know, I had, a, and that's it. And because of that, you get recognized. And so for me, it's just remembering that, you know, finish never is, you know, it's an ongoing process that the minute that you think you're there, Unfortunately, you're done. And so to me, it's on a daily basis, not get caught up on the pin, the hype or anything else. It's okay. Who else can I help? You know, who, whose lives can I touch today? I love that. As I'm drawing these notes for the show notes page, you said, when you think you're there, you're done. And that is so true because life is about growing. And you never get there. You know, it's almost like, you know, when we joined, most people, we joined network marketing, right? Including myself. I admit that we say, oh, we know we work hard a couple of years, then we never have to work again. And then 
throughout the journey, we realize you'll always be working because it's never about, like what you said, Phil, it's really not about the money anymore. It's about the journey. And uh, when you think... Yeah, you know, when when you think you're there, you're done. It's so 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 true. Thank you for sharing. No, and Simon, and look at you for example. You know, I mean, I look at the picture, and I see all those trophies there to your right shoulder of all the success that you've had in network marketing. Yet, you know, you look at your Facebook page. You don't talk about you and what you've accomplished and being a top producer. You know, and but you know, and I look at MLM Nation and what the premise behind that is to giving back. And and so I know for you, you get this journey. You understand that. At a certain point, your legacy is, is what did you contribute? What did you give? You know, and it's not about all the awards that you got there on the shelves. And it's not about all the recognition. It really is at the end of the day. I think the way you and I are going to be measured in life and our success in the network marketing industry is how many people's lives did we touch and bless and make better? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was fortunate. Uh, I learned that lesson early. Uh, and since you live in uh, San Antonio, I used to work before I got into network marketing. I was I had a quote unquote dream job before I realized how it was like a slave job. Right? I, I was working for the NBA and I used to I started out in production and where wow. I, I actually was helping a producer put a piece to gun, David Robinson who's done so much from the San Antonio community. He was like a Hall of Fame center, played for the San Antonio Spurs. And sure. so they interviewed him, and this is, I was like really young, and he was MVP, they won championships, and they asked him like, and he donated like $15 million to just start the school for inner, inner city kids, and a lot of players don't do that. And they asked him, why do you do this? Right? Why do you just give away all your income and start these churches? And he said, well, seconds before you die, you're about to close your eyes and you're about to die. What makes you a happy person, die happy, is that your relationship with God and the amount of good what you've given to the world or the MVP trophies, championships, you're not going to think about them when you're about to close your eyes and say goodbye for the last time. Yes, and sir. When I heard that, that really made an impact on me. And like you said, like all those things don't matter, but it's about, and I think that's what's awesome about this network marketing community. Like you're an immigrant when an immigrant came, went to the Air Force, and now you've had a, you've created a legacy, right? Or you've helped out all those people. And in what other profession or like, business could you do that i can't think of many that allows us to create a legacy like that the way network marketing can and what you have done phil well no what both you and i have done and all the leaders that you've interviewed i fully agree with you it's a very unique vehicle you know where you don't put in a lot of money but you put a lot of sweat equity you know more than anything else and uh, get these kind of returns not just for yourself but what you do with other people is unbelievable yeah. Um, now, I want to ask you something you brought up and some of the MLM Nation listeners may be confused about was, um, you said success from home magazine. It's better to be featured inside than on the cover. Why is that? Well, uh, here's here's what ended up. I, I believe, well, it's the cover magazine specifically for this company was was something that was done as a promo item, you know, so you could have it for your team and it was supposed to give you just great, um, you know, appeal. And so it was, you know, it was done for the individual organizations. That wasn't on the newsstand. The corporate issue, which is, as you well know, in Success From Home, uh, Success uh, Magazine, um, you know, Success From Home, which is the sister publication, picks one company a month, you know, for the year to uh, profile. And so when you get picked on the inside of the magazine, you get picked by the company to do that. And it's it's usually you know by your peers as well as the, the the company ownership, and so for me it was not just circulated amongst our team as the cover was, but to be featured inside that was on newsstands and sold. I, I went to Barnes and Nobles, you know, and and here I pick up the magazine and it has the two owners, 
you know, and it talks about the company and inside on page 60 something, you know, was, was my face. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, it, it was just one of those um, humbling moments that you just never would have figured as an immigrant would happen. So that's why I say that. Super, super cool. Hey, so you've had uh, so much experience. How have you seen network marketing as a profession? How have you seen it changed over the years? And do you see people more open to network marketing than before? You know what, Simon? Absolutely. Very interesting trend. Um, I, I know that depending on the economy, you know, the industry either grows or slows down. And here's what I believe has happened. There has been so much uh, upheaval, if you want to look at this in, in the global economy, which is truly now a global economy. You know, it's not just the micro economy of the U U.S. It's on a global level, as you and I well know. You know, a lot of the, the things that we're feeling now in the economy in this country right now is because of what's happening in China. The slowdown in China is affecting us. Years ago, we didn't feel that as much, right? And here's what I do believe. Um, as the economy and people pay attention more and they feel it in their pocket, good, bad, or indifferent, they look at network marketing a lot differently than they did 20, 25 years ago when I looked at it. Because, you know, there was some success in network marketing in the past, but now you look at how many companies there is out there, great companies there out there, great leaders there out there, and how many people are making a six-figure income a year from this industry, it's irrefutable. You know, I call, I tell people documentation beats conversation every single day. And what's interesting is, is I don't have many conversations anymore. People going, oh, network marketing is one of them pyramid things. It happens. And those are truly people that have been living in a cave, no disrespect, because anybody that knows anything realizes that network marketing is a viable opportunity, is it's a viable way as I tell people, a, blank, a plan B or plan C that can turn into a plan A. And so what I've seen is the general acceptance of, of the industry. And now I hear more often that I did 25 years ago. You know, 25 years ago when you approach somebody, what you would hear is, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. A friend of mine looked at it, but they failed miserably. Or, you know, you 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 never heard a lot of that you hear now of, Oh, yeah, I have a friend of mine or somebody that I know got in, and oh my God, they retired after three, four, five years. And so, what's happening now is as more people are having success, you know, that is obviously more open information. But you still, from those days, you know, from day to day, you still have people that, you know, still have their opinion. But I believe documentation is and shows very clearly that network marketing is a viable vehicle. So, that's the change that I've seen. More people are open to look at it and see it as a viable way to achieve, uh, you know, and make some additional income, if not be able to be financially and time independent. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, Phil, as we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Yes, sir. And the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Wow, what is one of my favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, uh, so many that I've heard over the years to pull one out of the air. Um, you know, to me, it's I, I think one of the ones that I live by is, you know, you don't have to be good at it. You just have to be at it. And mm. a lot of people don't understand that. And, and what, all, what I've learned from that is, you know, a lot of people, as you well know, in this industry, there is a learning curve and they think that, 
you know, you and I have become successful, you know, they, uh, you know, overnight and they forget the trajectory or the years of, of, of practicing and working and failing and winning and failing and winning to develop to who we are. Right. And so what I tell people is just be at it, just be at it and realize that, you know, it's the more you step up to the plate, the better your swing is going to be and the more base hits you're going to have and the more home runs you're going to have. But in the beginning, you're going to be missing a lot and you're going to be struck out a lot. But as long as you don't give up over time, you'll become better. What's one habit or one routine that's helped you become successful? Wow. For me, it's um, really planning out my day. Um, I do two things, uh, Simon. For me, is at night I download, and what I mean by that is, is I just review the day, look at what I accomplished, what I need to finish, you know, and and write it down. And then the next day I just put together my, you know, what I call my daily method of operation, and I just know what I have to do to to stay focused. And so for me, it's just really uh, planning things out the right way, you know, and just realizing the conversations and what you did, what you need to follow up on, and what's the next day and I think one of the mistakes I see a lot of people make is, you know, they work haphazardly. Uh, they don't have a focused intent on what they need to do. And what I tell people is have a plan of action every single day, a daily method of operation, and that's going to make a huge difference in your business. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Wow. For me, the best piece of advice that I've ever I've ever received, and, and this goes back to what you and I have been talking about, and I remember sitting down with, with Tim Foley a long time ago and hearing him say, Phil, if you want things to change, you need to change. And that was three years of frustration, Simon, of just beating my head against the wall, trying to understand why things weren't growing. And what I ended up realizing, I was focused on the mechanics, you know, and the reason things weren't growing is because I wasn't growing. And so to me, it's, you know, it's the three uh, phases that I tell people that you go through in this business is be, do, have. You need to become the individual you need to become first. Then you need to do the work you need to do in order to have the things that you want to have. And a lot of people have it in reverse and they don't understand that becoming that individual, becoming that leader, becoming that servant leader and doing all those things is what you need to do first. Then the action is the action. The mechanics are the mechanics of what you need to do depending on what company you're with. you know. But you need to become that individual first, then do the work that is required before you have the results. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested in the business, they're qualified prospects. Do you uh, do a Skype call with them or do you send them to the link to an online video first or do you just meet for coffee and use the old school flip chart or do you use an iPad or like a, maybe Success from Home magazine? What do you like to use? You know, for me, um, I'm still old school, uh, getting used to new technology. It, it all depends on the the time and distance. Um, as you and I talked, I'm, I'm just an old school warrior. I'm a face-to-face guy. If I can get to you, and we can physically talk. Here's what I do know. You know, a lot of people think uh, that with technology, um, you know, it takes away you having to do a lot of that. But I believe that something cannot be translated with technology is, you know, the tone of my voice, the look in my eyes, that energy you feel from me. So my number one thing is I try to do as many one-on-ones and what we call PBRs, private business receptions, every single week. 
you know, and we do it every single night, 6.30, 8.30 at night, where we pack 25, 30 people in living rooms and we do massive presentations. Um, and then if I don't, if I can't get to you that way because there's a distance, then I send you a link, have you review the information, and then we have an, a follow-up Skype information, you know, Skype call, because I want you to look at me. I want to connect with you eye to eye and just make it more of a emotional connection than just a just informational connection because you and I know, you know, it, it's uh, documentation just tells the story, but telling the story is really what gets people involved. And when they start connecting with you, they're lean more to get involved. So to me, predominantly face to face first, technology second. I love that. And I know you're kind of old school, but do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox, Evernote, or a favorite app on your phone that you, that you could recommend? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, um, which is very interesting because it's all stuff that a lot of my leaders around me uh, use and everything else. You know, I, I love uh, – there's so many schools of, of information out there. Uh, you know, to me, I think you could get lost in, in so many different things. To me, I just stay, you know, stay in my lane, which is what I'm still comfortable with, what I still know. I'm still old school. You know, I'm the guy that's reading, you know, John Maxwell books, and I still have the hard copy, you know, and, and just still buy books that way and, and still haven't really gravitated towards technology. But this year is going to change as I get more used to it. So to be honest with you, nothing like that as of yet but working on it. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oof. Okay, and I love this question. I was hoping you would ask me that. <laughs> you know, and I got to tell you, this to me, not because I am a John Maxwell coach, but I will tell you, this book has helped me more than anything else, and it's called The Five Levels of Leadership. Um, you know, written many years ago by John Maxwell. And what I love about John Maxwell, he's about... You know, he's, he's about developing the leader within you, but also developing the leader around you. And this speaks back to what I talked to you and I shared with you as far as my, you know, uh, leadership skill before when I got in many, many years ago. And if you read that book, The Five Level, Levels of Leadership, you'll realize that on a scale of one to five, I was the five. You know, I was a sergeant. You know, and you do what you, you, you know, Simon, you do what I, I want you to do because I'm this or I'm that. And so to me, that book, if I can recommend any book, me personally, is read the five levels of leadership. Rate yourself on the level of one through five to where you're at. And if you're not a one, work as hard as you need to do to become a one, because that's when you develop other leaders who develop other leaders who develop other leaders. That's when you have huge success in this business. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, Phil, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Before we go to the million-dollar question, you already know the importance of recruiting, and if you can't sponsor, you simply will never earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will teach you the skills to easily approach any prospect, and especially how to open a conversation with people who are smart and have good business skills. These are the people who will be your future leaders. I want you to check out 
my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you learn how to avoid the five deadly prospecting mistakes. And I'll give you three simple scripts on how to properly approach anyone, whether the cold market or warm market. You can register for free at sponsoringworkshop.com. That is www.sponsoringworkshop.com. This is the training to help me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcasts for you. Not only will you know how to properly approach and present, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes to get prospects to sign up. This is the same script that I used to sign up one of my party animal friends who's now a diamond director, million-dollar club member, and a stay-at-home dad with his two kids. So go register for this webinar now at SponsoringWorkshop.com. This training is so important that I made it available at four different times for you. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, you can access it live. So go to SponsoringWorkshop.com and register today. Here's the million-dollar question, Phil. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know, you didn't know your son, didn't know your wife, your contact list was zero. But you, So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Oh, my goodness. What a great question. You are great at this interview thing, Simon. And, and let me tell you, here's why it's such a great question is for me, because I have two places that I love going to, which every single time I will walk out with a business card or two, and that is Starbucks and Panera Bread. Now, remember, I'm old school, but inevitably, there are certain times of the days that you can walk into those places and there is business people coming in. I like going to Starbucks in the morning, Okay. And watching the people that come in and out to get their coffee and look at the disgruntled look on their face as if they're on the hamsters on the wheel, right? And, and some of them sit down and plug in and, and you just try to develop relationships that way, which I'm very good at. Panera Bread is the same thing for lunch. So those are the two places I would go and just develop relationships. That's what I've become very good at doing is making new friends. I love that. So Starbucks in the morning and Panera Bread at lunch. Yes, cool. sir. <laughs> so we know where to find you. All right. Hey, uh, Phil, as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Oh, absolutely. Well, last words of advice is, is really um, be willing to understand that you're going to go through the stages, you know, and, 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 and go from being unconsciously incompetent, you know. And so to me, it's, I call it the awkward stage. You're going to go the, the, from the awkward stage to the mechanical stage and then from the mechanical stage to the natural stage. And here's what I mean by that. You know, in the beginning, you don't know what you don't know. You don't even know you don't know. You know, it's like riding a bicycle for the first time with the training wheels. And that's when you get in this business and you just start learning, right? And then for after a while, you know, they take off the training wheels and you feel a little bit more comfortable and, and you know, you start doing some more things on, on your bicycle and you start, you know, skidding and, and jumping curves and stuff. And pretty soon over time, you're doing wheelies and you're doing all these different things without even thinking about it. And what I tell people is allow yourself time to become good at this. Don't think that it's something that at overnight you're going to learn. You know, just be willing to go through, be teachable and coachable, be willing to take massive action, plug into the system that the company has set up for you to learn from other people that are successful in what you do. 
but also be willing to go from the awkward, you know, to the mechanical stage, which is, you know, where you're just duplicating everything that everybody else is doing. The natural state is where you're the best that you are. And, um, you know, that's when you're going to have huge success. Just and don't don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. And the best way to reach me uh, really is is through my email address, which is philippe.moser at att.net. Or you can just look me up on Facebook. It's Phil, P-H-I-L, Moser, M-O-S-E-R. And uh, anything you need, just always, I, I tell people an email or a uh, Facebook, I am away. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Phil Moser. So keep up the momentum and go to mlmnation.net and type in Phil at the search bar and the show notes and all those nuggets of wisdom. And I took a pages of notes here will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Phil, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks so much again, Phil, and God bless you. Simon, thank you very much and thank you for putting this on for all of us. You're the one who's touching and blessing millions of people's lives through this and it's an honor to be part of it. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by TaxBot. TaxBot is a really useful tool that I wish was available when I was busy building my MLM business. We all know the tax benefits of having a home-based business. The problem is is having a system and doing all the grunt work to track your receipts, mileage, and putting everything together for your accountant. I, I remember days when I was stressed out putting together all the old receipts from the past year and adding up to see what my deductions were or kicking myself because I forgot to calculate the mileages from my car's odometer. Fortunately, things are much easier now with TaxBot. TaxBot is a super cool tool that helps MLM distributors manage and track their business expenses and possibly lower your business taxes and improve your profits. Not only will it digitally store your receipts and create audit-safe deduction reports that you can easily send to your accountant, the best part is, now you can use your phone to track your mileage every time you drive to a business meeting. TaxBot works on your phone, computer, and across all computer platforms. Whether you're using Mac, Windows, iPhone, or Droid, it will work for everything and it will take your business to the next level. So if you're a serious MLM distributor, want to be more organized in running a business so you can get bigger legal tax deduction, go check out TaxBot at mlmnation.net forward slash TaxBot. It will save you a ton of time and headaches. Again, go to mlmnation.net forward slash taxbot. Wow, ML Nation. I just took pages of notes here. What an awesome training and show with Phil Moser. So here's a really quick recap and review. I don't know if this is going to be quick, but I will do my best to go over the main points so you take action on them. All right. Uh, first of all, go to mlnation.net and connect with Phil. Just have him fill the search bar. Moser, M-O-S-E-R is his last name. You'll see a picture of him. Uh, go there, connect with him on Facebook or drop it in an email. You know, this guy's got tremendous amounts of experience over 20 plus years. Uh, he's been with only three companies and every one of them he went to the top. And obviously you can tell the stuff he's, you know, the mindset he has. You know, I'll just go start from the top. Number one, you know, got to attend events, right? Events, events, events. I've talked about many times. If, you know, when I was building my business, if you didn't go to events, I wouldn't work with you because events are the magic of what 
how network marketing grows and explodes. So make sure you go to events because fulfilled. That's when he saw all these people, all these ordinary people just like him that were successful. And that actually, that little shift got, you know, he was two, three years struggling, went to that event. And by the way, some of you, you may be going to the events and still stuck, but don't worry. It's like the compound effect that Darren Hardy talks about. You're growing a little bit by little. You don't know when you're going to sprout out. It's like the seed, the bamboo tree. It takes forever in the soil, and it's growing a little bit, a little bit, but one day it just explodes and grows at super crazy speeds, right? Super, it gets tall so quickly. So sometimes you don't know how well you, how much you're growing. You just have to be patient with yourself. Another quote that, uh, you know, uh, that Phil shared towards the end was like, you don't have to be good at it. You just have to be at it. I love that. You don't have to be good at it. You just have to be at it. Really, just as long as you keep going, the consistency, you will get there. Another big thing is, I think this is what's, uh, you know, the two things that make people quit, fail. Well, I guess if you quit, you're definitely going to fail. But, you know, kind of gets people to start thinking quitting. Number one, they can't sponsor, right? And if you don't know how to do that, go to attend my sponsoring workshop. It's free, sponsoringworkshop.com. I'll teach you how to invite. And the second reason is they sponsored a few people, but they're not getting duplication. And you get frustrated trying to like be a, kind of like a slave driver, trying to drive these people. Go, 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 go. You're kind of like doing what, what uh, Phil was doing. Tell, tell, tell them to tell this, do this, do this, do that. And then people get annoyed at you. They quit. And then you get frustrated. You get drained emotionally, mentally. You, sometimes you probably, you know, maybe you can relate to this. I used to talk to downlines. I get so frustrated. I kind of want to smash my phone. Like, I, I hate this business, right? Because they don't do anything. Well, the thing with leaders are, Phil talked about, you got to be the example, lead by example. Show them what to do. And who's going to actually do anything? He gave a great analogy. You just go as fast as you can. You create all this dust and see which one sticks. The ones that stick, they are the ones. Because if you keep sponsoring and training and building the business, there are people in your organization that will get motivated. Now, a lot of them may not do anything, but one or two or few that do get motivated, they'll do more than the rest of the people combined. And I share that story. In my, in my first year, I had 33, some, 33 people in my business. You know, One was my mom that became a customer. Another one, she earns a good part-time income. And then there's one other person, but the rest of the people, they all quit. But that one other person, which actually turned out to be my friend John Gerlitz, who's one of my best friends, who's been on episode 50, you know, I, I found him and got him motivated. He, he, even for him, it took him to go into the first event. And if you've never listened to that, go to episode 50, listen, check out John Gerlitz. He struggled for six months, went to the first event, kind of like what Phil did, and boom, his business took off. So be that example. Another thing she, uh, Phil shared was be humble, right? I think that was a really touching story. And if that doesn't re- relate to you, trust me. But it's when you do have a lot of success money, it relates to you. At the end of the day, it's not about the money or the fame or the recognition. It's really about the legacy. How are you? What is your purpose in life? And that's what I do, what I do. You know, why am I doing all these you know, episodes of ML Nation that free anyone can download? Is My purpose and what motivates me is to have a positive impact, as many lives as possible. Because I found out all that money and stuff doesn't give me, you know, I was just talking to my wife, like, you know, the, the other day, it's like, the money doesn't even drive me anymore. It's the challenge and the purpose. Like, if I die today, if I die today, and who knows what could happen, right? Hopefully it's not today, but if it does happen, what type of legacy, how, how will, have you made this world a better place? And, you know, that's why I love network marketing. Network marketing allowed me to make a huge impact. Uh, as if I was in another job, been very, very few people. And you, every one of you, you're listening I challenge you, what is your overall purpose and vision? And network marketing allows you to do that. Uh, another, th- Getting back to Phil, when you think you're there, you're done. It's so true because it is about the journey. 
right? If you think that, oh, whenever I hit a certain level, I'm done with this business, you know what? Or I'm done, I'm just going to relax. You know, that may got you into the business, got you, but it's really about the legacy and vision because you actually feel like that, your life will be very, very empty. And you see that stuff in people who don't have the right values. You see that in Wall Street, uh, uh, Wall Street, right? You see that in Hollywood, you see it in sports, people get into drugs and all that bad stuff because they don't have the right values. It's really not about you, it's about the legacy, the legacy, and your what are you going to create? And that's the ultimate driving force. Um, Couple of three other things I told you this is not going to be short, but three other the last thing is build an emotional connection, right? Phil talked about. It. I don't know if you picked up on that in his last as his last words. The emotional connection is not the information, but the emotional connection is what gets people who want to join your team. So make sure you do that. He loves face to face. Last thing that's just the second to last thing. He talked about three phases: awkward stage to mechanical to natural. Be patient with yourself. Keep learning. And the last thing is. Don't be limited by technology, right? I think Phil's a great example. He's a top earner as his company. You know, he's been, uh, this is his third company. He's only been there for a short time, like two, two, three years, very short time. But even though this is 2016 and he started like in 2012, 2013, some, somewhere around there, and it's in the internet, he didn't let that l- limit him, right? I think a lot of distributors, if you're like, baby boomer or older, don't let technology, oh, I don't know Facebook yet, I don't know, yeah, of course, if you do that stuff, it would definitely help your business, but it does not mean that you can't grow a successful business without it, because Phil is still old school, and what, what does that tell you? Ultimately, people buying you, you know, Phil is super confident, he's a very, very good networker, even if, you know, when we talked before the interview, we got to know each other, he made me feel so comfortable, like, and he's providing value, just a warm, genuine guy. If there's someone I, you want to be friends with, right? And it's that emotional connection that gets people want to buy you, ultimately. And, of course, the online stuff, it's a help. It's a tool. It's important. It will take you to the next level. But, hey, like someone like Phil, he got to one of the highest, highest uh, ranks even without that because it's all about you building yourself, being that leader that people want to follow. So anyway, I can go on and on. I have more notes, but recap and review. I, this is an episode you want to listen over again. Thanks again, Phil. Go to mlnation.net, search for Phil, connect with them. And please, you know, if you like ML Nation, please subscribe, rate, and review, review. That's the only thing I ask of you. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They really make a big difference. They're very, very important. I'll probably take you one or two minutes to do that. Just go on your iPhone or on the computer, subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, also share this with others. Tag it. Share with us on social media. We're all the same profession. It's just really cool to have talked to people from all different backgrounds. You know, network marketing doesn't discriminate. doesn't matter what age you are, what education, where you come from. Anyone can be successful. And that's why I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional. So that said, I thank you, ML Nation, for listening. And ML Nation, remember... We're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.